This is D, and this is Swinging Down Under. Well, I thought since he was uh, overseas for a little while, and she did a bit of a master uh, prior to leaving, I thought I'd have a shot at one as well. I'm not sure that uh, mine will be quite as interesting as C's, as she has a much lovelier voice than I believe I do, but... You know, I'll try and keep it uh, quite keep try and keep it real here, people, and keep things interesting uh, for the D Master Potting experience. There's a few things I want to talk about tonight. The first one's probably swinger etiquette, or more importantly, swinger dating etiquette. You know how to uh, how to deal with the scenario where there's two couples out on a date, and um, somebody needs to figure out who's going to pay. Now, as a guy, uh, one of these things, for, for guys, it's generally fairly simple because normally it's up to the guy who pays, but uh, let's let's have a look at that tonight. Also, what to eat and drink prior to playing. Um, just some etiquette, I suppose, around sexting, uh, cock shots, guys, cock shots, um, you know, and... Uh, and how to deal with the group text, or in most cases a group kick, and why you should have a kick account. So why you should have a kick account, let's, let's start with that. Um, kick gives you the, the, the great ability to be able to not um, give away any sort of trackable information. Now if you listen to a couple of our other podcasting friends, you'll hear that just recently they've uh, two, of, uh, two of them have actually been tracked through their through their um, mobile phone number. Now, initially, C and I used to give out our mobile phone numbers and um, learned very quickly that this is possibly not the best option in terms of, you know, keeping things to ourselves to start with. You know, once you get to know people a little better and uh, have spent some time with them, whether it be pants on or off, it it allows you to truly understand whether those people are somebody that you want to give your phone number to. You won't give your phone number to just anybody you meet in the street, and and you know I don't think it's any different with swinging, uh, including now. Let's just kick on into dating etiquette. We've had uh, many dates now since we've been in the lifestyle, and and a you know, vast majority of those have been have been people that we enjoy enjoyed catching up with, and have either played with or will enjoy catching up with again, and possibly playing with, you know. But uh, that said, there is the first time round always some nervousness, certainly for me, certainly also I I can speak for C in the fact that she experienced that. And we do every time. I mean, frankly, if there wasn't nervousness, then there's no excitement. And excitement is really the name of the game in making this whole lifestyle interesting for everyone involved. So when you turn up to your first... uh, catch up with a with another swinging couple as the male of the of the the group or not the group but the male of the 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 couple you tend to really start to notice the fact that the the simplicity of the single male single female date is no longer relevant um there's crossover talk between males and the male and female there's um, conversations around things that you're probably not used to dealing with, you know, kids, family, that sort of thing, when you're uh, dating male and female uh, one-on-one. And uh, additionally, 
you know, who who's going to buy the drinks, who's going to pay for dinner if you're having it, um, becomes a, a new thought in your head that you've never really had to cover out before because typically the, the men do it unless, of course, you've got uh, a modern new age woman who decides she's li- like to split the bill with you. But again, typically, typically the, uh, the male's expected and, and, you know, certainly to my mind, I, I also feel that I should do that. You know, it's a gentlemanly thing to do. So how do the gentlemen fight over the bill at the end of the night? Well, generally, <laughs> to my experience, there is a little bit of a tussle. Normally, there's credit cards flying and maybe some $50 notes or, or whatever um, to try and settle the bill uh, male to male under the uh, under the noses and, and almost, I suppose, take some kudos because, um, you know, males are inherently competitive and and this does come out in in this part of the the evening that said it's normally settled fairly quickly because as i said you you tend to speak about a lot of things you wouldn't normally cover off and because of that you're um a little bit more relaxed with each other so the the males tend to step back and and um most of the time we find ourselves just simply splitting the bill uh 50 50 down the middle whether there's um, a little more spent on one side of, or not, you know, this is probably a lifestyle of swings and roundabouts, pardon the pun. And uh, with that in mind, we we all need to, um, uh, you know, get along, especially this time around, because normally for C&I, the first time we meet is not the first time we play. We, we normally meet it at least once, possibly twice, before we actually get involved with another couple. And uh, yeah, this gives you a bit of insight into who they are, what they are, and how they're going to act and react around you. And um, we've normally found most of the couples we've dated have been quite relaxed and uh, quite open to just splitting the bill, which which works for us. You know, um, we have had one couple who, at the end of the night, uh, divvied up the 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 tally of the bill, and and you know, frighteningly got to the point of almost saying, you know, I had one cracker, you had two crackers, C had five crackers, uh, my wife had one cracker as well, so we need to divide that up, you know, in in a different way. So can I say it's very important that everyone's just a little bit more relaxed around this, you know, again, swings and roundabouts, nice and, uh, you know, we're there to to share the experience and, and I think therefore it's probably simple simple enough for us to be there to share the bill as well so for the newbies out there uh, look try and keep it as relaxed as possible in terms of who's paying all else fails you know ask the question Uh, the elephant in the room won't ever go away without somebody actually putting it out there so typically you know if everything goes well first time around there's normally a chance for some some group texting um, in our case, we kick it off. Sorry, <laughs> unfortunate pun there. In our case, we always use kick now to allow us to to um, keep that somewhat anonymity. I uh, did manage to choose a disgustingly big word there, um, one that's also very difficult to pronounce. But uh, we 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 do use kick, and and we find it quite good for a number of reasons. The first one is, as I've already mentioned, it allows you to wear somewhat of a mask but the second one is um it allows for for group 
group text to any size. Now, certainly in our case, we've only ever used it up to four, but have found it really good because once you get four four people on a text scenario, generally the conversation flows quite quickly. You know, at work does tend to slow you down a bit, of course, but you still have the ability to do this while you're at work and, um, you know, the natural progression seems to be into some sexy conversation, some verbal foreplay, and, and then possibly if things progress, either some interesting images or the next step, which is another catch-up and, and then hopefully some play. Now, that said, um, there is a really interesting question to be asked here and it's something that I'm not sure we've gotten right even in the the times we've been involved in sexting and that is when to broach the photo. Now, boys, C mentioned um, the cock shot generally not the most welcome of all the images. Now, cocks are very difficult to photo and make look pretty. Um, Even the prettiest of penises is very difficult to photo uh, and make look nice. Now, we've we've had some cock shops sent to us in the past that we had some concerns about and uh, meet meet the individual, meet the cock live and and, uh, it's a totally different beast. So, my tip to everyone out there, every male out there anyway, is that the cock shot is probably something best left until somebody asks for it. Now, I saw a little post on Twitter tonight, which I think was from the Swinging Milf, who has a fantastic podcast, and I'm not sure how she manages to do this every fortnight um, or month by herself. You know, I'm currently... 10 minutes in and really struggling to think about what the next thing is I'm going to discuss. But uh, the Swinging Mill posted something up on Twitter which gives a really spectacular understanding of what you should and shouldn't do when it comes to the cock shot. So I honestly believe that, uh, look, if you got, guys, if you, if you don't know, uh, Twitter's a place to get on there. Follow the Swinging Milf. She uh, not only is fantastic for advice, but also a very sexy listen when it comes to a podcast. But um, there's generally a substantial amount of images sent prior to the next catch-up, or certainly has been in in, um, in our sexting, and some of them are really quite spectacular and um, a heads up, again, be careful opening these at work because I may or may not have been caught by a manager with uh, <laughs> with a, a, a an image that possibly wasn't as appropriate on a work phone as it should have been. Now, thankfully, the lovely lady who sent C and I this image looked fairly similar to C, so I managed to palm it off as a you know, a bit of a sexy interaction between myself and my partner, and and that's that was enough for my for my manager to leave it alone and uh, not ask the question again. However, he did make the statement that he'll probably never ever swipe left or right when it comes to me showing him a picture of something at work. So, the real question though is, when are these shots appropriate? When do they become appropriate? And and it's a tough one to answer because it's different. I think for every couple and you've got to pick it when you meet the couple 
Now, that's fine if you have met the couple, but in a lot of instances, you, you haven't. So you're really trying to figure out when is it that I can slip in, you know, a, a photo or, or something a little bit risque into the into the sexting to to step things up a notch. Um, I'm not sure that I can give anyone the answer on that. What I've found is typically you you, you know when you know uh, the the people that you're talking with will generally give well subtle or less than subtle clues that's something they're interested in and um, frankly you know you you need to have (laughs) probably a good reason my boss has never swiped left or right a a good stash of um, of interesting shots on your phone or you know on your device that you can then pass on pass on to these uh, uh, to these guys or you know to the other couple it makes life somewhat interesting, of course. Uh, uh, you know, hiding that, hiding that screen when uh, when people are wandering past you. It's um, it's really quite interesting to see what people are willing to pass around of themselves once they get to know you a little better. And frankly, um, horny as hell. You know, the, it's really gorgeous. Some of the things that we've seen come through to our uh, through to our kick our kick um account and uh, you know C and I both have our own separate kick accounts and it's great to be able to use that as as um a bit of a sounding board for the the next couple that we might end up spending some quality time with so another thing that C touched on and and I think it's important that that I look at this as well and, and from a man's perspective is is the single guy now I think for anyone who has listened into our podcast from the beginning, the the call for the single guy really came from me. I uh, find it very interesting to watch C um, have sex with another man, and uh, look, I think she's growing to love it as well. Well, growing, I, th- I think she loves it desperately, but uh, she won't tell you know won't tell us that on podcast or me that you know it's like her little secret. But um, single guys out there. It's very tough to find one that meets C standard. However, in our case, and I think a lot of cases of the people that we talk to who are interested in the MMF, it's important to actually um, appeal to the male in the relationship as well. Because, frankly, the last thing I want to do is put C in a situation of any sort of uncertainty uncertainty or lack of safety so and a lot of men that's kind of our part in this whole swinging thing is to make sure that our couple or our other halves um, whether they be mine or other couples feel safe because as soon as the safe is gone so is the sex uh, and the sexy so we um, we t- we need to be involved in this because we need the um, the male, single male, to to appeal to us as well. Now, I'm not saying necessarily sexually appeal, you know, um, certainly helps if they're attractive and I think most men in the lifestyle can look at another man, whether they're straight, uh, well, anywhere on the ladder between straight and homosexual, they can look at another man and say, well, I think he um, he looks nice and I think he looks like something that my partner might be interested in. For us, certainly, I did the vetting on anyone who came into our relationship, and I continue to be that vet. It's it's uh, it's important to me that 
the male is not somebody who's going to make C feel unsafe, but also not somebody who's going to take advantage of the opportunity and um, realistically just make an absolute dick of themselves. You know, single men out there, provided you're gentlemanly, polite, um, have at least two sentences that you can string together and um, uh, are relatively attractive. And, you know, by relatively attractive, I'm not saying that you have to be a, a rock-solid superstar because, you know, for for, for me, I'm certainly not that. Um, but uh, I can hold my own, don't get me wrong. But, uh, you know, I'm, I'm lacking in the rippling six-pack department. And uh, certainly just because you have that wouldn't rule you out for me. And because I'm the gatekeeper of... Uh, you getting to my partner, my darling girl, um, you know, you, you've got to make sure that you actually fit the part that I need you to fit. Now, the part I need you to fit, and this is, I mean, there's going to be a lot of a lot of um, people out there that are going to want to hang me for this, but, you know, the, uh, uh, the, the best way I can put it is, is somebody who's somewhat like the... Uh, uh, the James Bond character, you know, somebody who's got a little bit of a uh, little bit of humour to them, a, a lot of pizzazz, well, a lot of sexuality, I suppose, under, underlying doesn't have to be overtly sexual, but um, can also still um, woo uh, my girl, you know, and woo uh, in doing so will make me feel comfortable with, with who they are and how they're going to interact with her both inside and outside of the bedroom. You know, the outside of the bedroom is the stuff that really um, paves the way to the bedroom. Now, we have had guys in the past, and I certainly have, again, because I'm the gatekeeper, um, who we've met with, and after the fact, they've contacted and said, hey, look, we really enjoyed your time and uh, enjoyed the time with you guys and I would really like to catch up with you again. Now, I actually, um, in, in a couple of instances, have, have said, no, look, I, I don't think I'm I'm uh, willing to get to have myself and C catch up with you again. And, and, uh, and look, C was on the same path as well as what I was, so it made things a lot easier. But again, you know, due to the fact that we're not we're not willing to um, lower our standards um, for each of us, and that uh, that wouldn't really matter anyway. If I was not interested in in C being with any of the guys, then frankly that wouldn't happen. But this particular individual came back and stated to me, well, you know, after me giving some some uh, advice in terms of how to approach his next catch up with a couple. He turned around and said, look, I'm actually a very different person in the bedroom than I am out of it. Now, the reason that he didn't make it into the bedroom was because he was a little too meek for us. He wasn't uh, He wasn't uh, somebody who could hold a conversation, somebody who could keep C and myself emotionally and, and intellectually stimulated by having him in the room. Now, I passed that on to him through you know, goodwill, I suppose, to help help with the next time round. I've been a single guy. I know what it's like. It can sometimes be very difficult to find, uh, well, a single woman, let alone a, a couple that's going to play with you. So I passed that on to him, and his response was, well, you know, I, I, uh, I'm a very different guy in room than I am in bedroom than I am out of it. Well, unfortunately, you will never get into 
a couple's bedroom if you don't have the right attitude and the right personality and seem interesting and appealing prior to uh, getting into the bedroom. So it's something to keep in mind. I mean, I'm, I'm not saying go out there and practice, but shit, the ability to string some sentences together about yourself is certainly the way to go. And um, just because you've got a rippling six-pack doesn't guarantee you a um, a spot in certainly our bedroom. So one of the other questions that I posed, I suppose, for myself just recently, and I haven't really covered this off with C2 well just yet, but, you know, the question about are we now actually swingers? Now, a lot of people out there in podcast land have listened to our our um, forays and they're now, you know, we're seeing a lot of emails and stuff, which is fantastic, I might add. I really, uh, C and I really love getting emails, um, which is actually you know, shot up quite a bit in the last month, I suppose, that we're seeing a lot more emails. It's really nice to hear from people and hear what they want to, want us to talk about. But one of the things that um, that I, I suppose came up is is how, how to tell when you're a swinger. Now, this is a really good question, and I'm not sure that even yet we still define ourselves as swingers. And frankly, we're... 12 months nearly into the lifestyle now and um, look we've enjoyed the whole way through we've learned a lot about each other but and also about other people and we have had a whole lot of fun but does that define us as now swingers well I think probably at this point we've gotten to the point where we've had enough um, involvement in this now that it really has become a bit of a lifestyle for us you know, we've um, this month has been a, a slow month for us in terms of catching up with other couples. And, well, we have caught up with a few other couples, but we've not played with anyone for the entire month. Now, there was no um, reason behind that. It was purely just, well, you know, we, we haven't had the, the right month for it. We did really... Um, we did really enjoy the, the company of a, a couple of people we've played with in the past and... and that I think is why I now define us as swingers. It's not because we've played with other people. That's pretty easy. It's um, the fact that we're now actually involving these people in our everyday lives. Um, we, we've got some, well, certainly for for C and I, and I hope the other guys reciprocate. Um, we've formed a, a couple of very strong relationships with other couples, and it's not just about the sex, which is fantastic. You know, we've um, we've actually. Uh, gained more friends and this is something C and I discussed just recently we've gained more friends in the lifestyle uh, since we've been in it than um, than we have out of it as as a uh, you know dual income no kids um, couple it's it's been a, a a real highlight for us in our in our growth of the circle of friends that we have then you know even now we still Every time we catch up with the with the guys that we've met, and the majority of them you've heard heard about, um, sometimes it's pants on, sometimes it's pants off. And I think the the true definition of when you're a swinger is actually when you catch up with people that you've been involved with with your pants on, <laughs> because 
it's then clear that there's actually uh, an emotional investment in these people, a friendship investment, rather than it just being dumb sex, you know. Dumb sex is something we've all had when we were younger, you know, 18-year-old, dancing in a nightclub, taking people home. But there was no real investment in that. Now, the true swinger, or the true definition of swinging for me, is the fact that you are actually emotionally invested in the entire lifestyle. And certainly, I believe, well, I certainly am at this point, and I know that C is... is uh, uh, more than interested and really enjoys hanging out with these people, whether it be pants on or off. Um, one more thing that I'd like to cover out, and and this is in regards to you know incidences on on both sides is, um, of of our friendship group, us, and also on the other side is um, there seems to be a lot of apologising out there for um, for 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 women getting their period. Now I need that to stop. I think this is pretty simple. <laughs> this is if if a, if a period arrives uh, expectedly or unexpectedly, e- either direction, whether it's um, on my couple side, your couple side, or any couple side, I just think it. I'm just going to throw it out there and say it. We've got a clothing optional pool, hotel takeover coming up in Miami. We've only got 20 rooms left. And if this sounds like your tribe, your people, you wanting to have some fun for three nights, four days in the sun, come and join us May 31st to the 3rd of June. We've got We Got a Thing, Casual Swinger, Expansive Connection. We've got the Hump Day Quickies and we have That Hot Couple in GA. So three nights, four days of fun in the sun for our Swingers Hotel Takeover in Miami. This is the last time we're hitting this location. So come and join us. We would absolutely love to see you. I just announced the themes inside of our community and they are going to be banging. We've also got the Casual Toys Luxury Playroom in the penthouse that's coming back for 2024. It is definitely a sight to be seen. So if you're all about having a party but making connections with genuine community, come and join us in Miami, head to libertineevents.com and find your way to the Miami event. So 20 rooms left. We'd love to see you guys come and party. Hang out with us this May, June in Miami Beach. Discover the remarkable journey of Anonymous John. No one likes feeling alone, anxious, or overweight. But John refused to let his circumstances define him. When his weight ballooned to a staggering 600 pounds, he made a choice to take control of his life. He began documenting his journey in his journal, and after shedding his first 103 pounds, he decided to share his story with the world. Through his journal, he offers inspiration and hope to anyone struggling with similar challenges. If you're looking to be inspired and uplifted, the Anonymous John podcast is for you. Join us on this journey of transformation and visit our website, theanonymousjohn.com. It goes without saying it's going to be a pants-on event. And also, it uh, um, it's not something that need, that requires an apology. Uh, I'm more than happy if that's the case, that we just um, enjoy each other's company and, and leave it there. Now, this isn't aimed at anyone, for those of you out there who've been involved in or have used this this um there's a reason for pants on pants on chats recently um it's really more about the fact that i I think it's um something that needs not be apologized for it happens it does happen um the next thing that um i'd like to cover off i suppose is the 
is the um, random texts and the the hilarious things that we've had happen along the way in terms of miscommunications and things like that. Um, there's there's one that spring there's one that really springs out. Oh, should I say springs to mind that that's um, a text message we we covered off just recently. Well, in our podcast around you know I've got two hours before a game, uh, before a football game here. How's about it? And seacop this thing, and frankly, it, it ended any chance of that individual ever seeing the inside of her pants, and uh, did the same thing for me as well. It's it's quite interesting some of the things that that actually do come across your plate and um, you know it sounds like single man is where it comes from but that's not normally the case it's actually there's a whole lot of things that come from couples um, we've had couples and I might add C is uh, been party to this also has um, innocently sent a kick message to. <laughs> to another couple uh, out of the two couples that she was kicking at the time. Um, now, given that it was entirely out of context for them, they, they were very curious as to why this came their way and um, it was really quite a hilarious explanation as to why, thankfully, the couple that we were kicking or the two couples that we were kicking knew each other and, uh, you know, we, we, we got together and had a pretty good laugh about it after the time but it's um it's very interesting to see some of the things that come across from from uh from other people um certainly certainly some of the even some of the images you know that when you see them you think what what was that all about you know an image of an open mouth for example um nothing entirely sexy about that you know it's it's <laughs> it's uh just let's just keep it cool people you know let's just keep Keep everything quite sexy. Um, keep the cock shots to yourself. And the other thing that I, I um, wanted to discuss is what to eat and drink when you're catching up with people. Now, I know we're a little out of sequence here, but it just came back to me. Um, let's just be careful of uh, garlic here, people. Garlic um, and also tacos. Tacos will... Sp- there's a few things I think I've learned on the way through being a single male, you know, trying to date, uh, dating, dating single women, and that is, uh, there's certain foods that simply should never be eaten on the first date. One of those is tacos. Another one, spaghetti bolognese. I mean, I love myself a spaghetti bolognese, and I love myself a taco, but simply not the best way to go, especially if they're coated in garlic. Um, but they're two things that end up generally all over you and all over the people you're eating with not the best way to go but um you know just keep it smart eat the things that don't smell eat the things that don't make your mouth taste funny and i'm sure it'll make life a hell of a lot easy for easier for you when you um when and if you do make it back to the bedroom but frankly if you don't have the um the ability to steer clear of of uh, things like garlic then possibly this whole lifestyle thing not your cup of tea because frankly it's uh it's a requirement that you don't stink <laughs> maybe after the event you, you're allowed to smell after the event a little 
but not um, mainly because you should have worked up a sweat, but not before the event. That's generally frowned upon in the um, in the in the lifestyle. Well, guys uh, uh, and girls out there, I think I've probably covered all I wanted to cover, and you know, it's a, it's a punchy one this one, I suppose, half an hour. But um, if there's anything you'd like to talk to me about um you can get me now i've uh, i've also got a new email account it's d at swing down swinging down under dot com and uh, you can find us on twitter at swing down under at facebook um at swinging down under uh we're around on itunes and stitcher for the for the podcast and look we uh, love to hear from you if you want to send an email to the both of us then we've got uh, an email address that's c and d at swinging down under dot com and we're also just we've also just finalized our web page which is um the three w's at swinging uh sorry three w's dot swinging down under dot com um come in check us out enjoy the uh enjoy the podcast and uh, some of the images and the, the, the tweets that you'll see coming from us. Uh, until the next time, this is D and an absent C, and this is Swinging Down Under. <laughs>